Welcome back to the Nodcast. It's uh, summer, which is very weird place, shorts and t-shirt to be sitting here recording this. Uh, as always, and for the first time in a long time, I'm Steve Mann. I'm joined by Sam Deegan and Rob Mann, two very underdressed individuals compared to the beanies and the hoodies we usually see during the season. How are you, boys? Yeah, I'm going well, Steve. Um, been a good couple of weeks, footy's back, so, well, training's back, so, and yeah, we just came off the presentation day, so. That was a good day as well. It was uh, it was good to see you at the presentation day with a much bigger smile on your face than the the last time we saw you when we recorded the reverse raffle online and you had just come out of the Sydney defeat. Just that you put that one behind you and a few thousand cash you had in the pocket just smoothed things over a bit. Did it? I was still yeah, I'm still, that's still a sore spot. But that cash that day definitely helped. Uh, some people have been saying that they thought that was scripted and we, we knew what was going on. I can oh, confirm, no. had no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot happier. At the Ashes start next week on Big Cricket Man. So yeah, it should be a good summer. <laughs> it, is, it is a very exciting time of year, Deeds. And Rob, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Pretty excited to be out of lockdown and um, back out and about after a you know, pretty um, quiet couple of months after the season finished so and it's, and it's good to see Sammy um, back up and about that that night um, and I can confirm that I thought it was scripted the other way I thought we'd um, we'd set him up to think that he'd won um, and then we were going to take it away from him but it turns out he was legitimate and um, very happy for you Sammy so it's good to see that you've you know spent that that money on some uh, fresh threads and and a, and a new diet I understand Um so you might want to talk us through that one. Last time I saw you looking very trim and clearly the HelloFresh um, is working wonders. Nah, not, not, not very trim. I did stack on a lot, so it was pretty easy to lose a few pretty quickly, Robbie, but I've stalled a little bit. Got to get back on the, on the, on the wagon. Uh, and uh, I, I'm hearing that maybe the, uh, the comeback maybe affected a little bit by some shin splints that may have flared up a little bit. My, my <laughs> tag down in Mary North uh, may have alluded to the fact that you've been getting some extra treatments. Yeah, I've been, I've been going down there a little bit. Um, the shin splints just can't get rid of them, Rob. I, I, I battled through for a month. I was doing some, some exercise and, yeah, like you said, trying to lose some weight, but I just can't get rid of them and, and it's not very fun. Um, yeah. Well, see what I go, see how I go. Hopefully, Cassie sorts me out pretty quick. Yeah, and there's the obligatory first plug of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I made my first visit down there. Didn't actually go in. Just drove past it by accident the other day while paying a visit down to Anthony Chivarelli's IGA, beautiful part of the world down the old Rise Pizzeria in Narrawarra North. But don't know what you guys are pumping it up. It's a pretty derelict old looking building. Didn't see any sign of Gus Paddy down there. Just don't know. Feel like you might have overdone it a bit this year. I think if you, from the outside, it looks like a a legal firm. So it's sort of incognito a little bit there on the, on the side of the road. So um, clearly doing everything by the book when he's got the the lawyers over his shoulder, but yeah, disappointing news for Gussie all depends how you look at it. Um, Had to go in for his ACL surgery recently. So he's off his feet for a little bit and he's hopeful to get back and play some footy next year after successful surgery and two weeks out, I believe, and made his way out on the town with a crutch the other day from um, all reports. My eyes out in Richmond last Saturday night after premiership player Nick Gentile's Bucks party. So all all early um, indicators are that he's going to be right to go next year. Is, is this the beginning of history repeating itself where – Gus Paddy just swans in halfway through a season at the back end and plays in a flag. There's worse omens. Yeah. yeah, there's worse omens than that. He, he came in on a wing and a prep from Ireland and um, was able to get on the back of an 11 straight um, team. And, you know, we lost a couple and then he, and then, yeah, he's part of a premiership team and, you know, obviously a very big contributor. So I don't, I like where you're going, Steve. There could be something in that. Now, I've just remembered something. Sorry, I'm just back on the what, what everyone's been up to. I 
this is breaking news and I don't know if how comfortable Rob's going to be with me sharing this, but I'm going to go with it anyway. You bought a house in the time since we last ran the podcast. That house, this is fact. This is not, this is not, I've just literally dawned on me. That house is next door to the guy who owns the ice cream truck that was roaming around Oakley in lockdown. 100% confirmed. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I really, I didn't realize I hadn't told you this, but yes, uh, your, your new tenants for that house were wandering out there looking at it the other day and they saw the ice cream truck parked in the driveway. Interesting. Well, um, I'm looking forward to hearing the dulcet tones of the ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, you'll hear them. Don't worry about that. All right. I actually, funny you mentioned that, Steve, because uh, it was a few weeks ago. Um, heard the noise again and, and it was getting a lot closer and a lot louder this time. And I actually saw the truck had drove past the house. So I thought I'd indulge. And man, <laughs> That guy is a criminal. He's charging bloody $9.70, a basic little ice cream in a cone. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Uh, You you need a lot of money to live on Rob Street, so he's obviously just trying to keep (laughs) his head above water. I I was wondering, you know, into that area, trying to muscle my way in and looking forward to living not too far from Deegs, and he tells me he's, he's got his eyes on property elsewhere, so... I heard you were coming to town, Robbie, so I'm trying to, trying to get away from you. Girls <laughs> is around the corner too, Sammy Michael. Raph is, uh, yeah, good part. We'll have, we'll have to add you to the inbox, maybe. maybe Rob. Looking forward to doing laps around Huntingdale and Metropolitan Golf Clubs. I hear there's, Cheryl's was telling me the other day, there's a little running track around there. So, yeah, looking forward to it. The, the whisper digs that I was hearing is that, you and Cords need a new place because she's literally run out of shelf space for her trophies after another BNF on the weekend. So she's just said, no, nope, that's it. I'm not, not putting another one in the kitchen on the bench. We're, we're moving to a bigger place. Is that true? Uh, half of that's true. She did, she did win <laughs> another <laughs> best in Ferris, which is a good idea, uh, a good effort, but nah. Shit, there's plenty of plenty of space here. This this house is pretty big for us. So, um, is that three three BNFs now? Four, three, three. Wow, three, three in about fifty four games. Not a bad track good record. Is it? Good strike rate. Talk about BNFs. Steve took home another one. Yep, um, I wandered in the door on Sunday night after a couple of post event beverages with. Sammy and a few of the boys and Shaz promptly just put it in a cupboard. So I'm sure I won't see it again for 10 or 12 years, but yep, it was a, it was another one for the mantelpiece. Um, they, he was they always going to, he was always going to feature Rob, wasn't he? Cause Steve runs the team. I know there's a coach, but <laughs> I've heard Steve is part of the voting panel each week. He's obviously runs the team. He runs the, the, um, you're having your breakup this weekend as well, aren't you? Which we are. Yep. Yep. I'm oh, definitely, so. yeah, yeah. Def- definitely looking after the social side of things at the moment. That's for sure. Uh, it, it was a, I mean, we'll, we'll probably get to the team results in a minute, but I'll be the first to say I'm definitely not the best player in that team. I just played all the games when a few others missed a few. So um, anyway, it's swings and roundabouts, um, but probably not a bad segue into presentation day from the weekend. Have you guys both suitably recovered from what was a pretty big day out at the old Central Reserve Bowls Club? Good format. Big fan of the format. The uh, you know I think it fitted the the moment really well. Just pretty laid back, beautiful sunshine, barefoot bowls, big turnout. Um, yeah, the the few people giving it a real crack too, which is um, interesting for someone that's you know I try to keep keep my powder dry on a Sunday when I've got work on a Monday. So really interesting to see people really uh, embrace the the Sunday sesh, which is good. It was pretty hot, actually. The, the the UV rays were up, um, so but I was get. to be honest, I was skeptical. I saw the six hours at the bowls club, and I thought, shit, that's a that's a long time. But it ended up being yeah, really good day, like you said. And you you people, kicked on as well, Sammy. The six hours. Yeah, I took up. I took Steve out. Um, Steve out to the local pub afterwards. There was a there was a good turnout there as well for kick on. So um, yeah, it was a good day. Cheap in the yeah. cheap in the bowls club too, which always helps. Yeah, the, 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 they are uh, 
quite cheap, but I would say that the um, they don't work at the maybe the intensity of some other bars that I oh, frequent. Oh yeah, no, they were time. struggling. They were struggling in that department. I don't think <laughs> you can expect a bowls club to be charging around with the virality of a twenty-year-old <laughs> bartender. So I feel like you know they've done a good job. They put on a good event for us for on the weekend. But I, think- I must admit. Early on, I, I did have a, a couple of my own eyebrows raised when I saw the spread and it was just a few meat pies laid out on the table. And I thought, oh, this is a little, little interesting. But obviously, the, they got going with the big the big roasts and everything later on. So oh, no, the, spread. The, spread was, the spread was phenomenal. and But I, I, I totally agree. And the thing that um, sort of threw me off the scent was that the meat pies put out initially, they weren't the party pie size. They were the, the larger 4 and 20 varietal. <laughs> oh, so they were, they were bigger you, than that. You think that you're, that's your lunch or your dinner? Um, <laughs> and not just like a little appetizer. And then you get, and then all of a sudden the, the, the range of meats and the, the chicken and the beef and the pork. So, yeah, no, it was, it was impressive um, how they pulled it together considering the, the, the restraints in planning and difficulties we've had this year. So, um, yeah, massive yeah. congrats goes out to Blair and Franny for doing all that work. Yeah, big shout out to him in particular because I know they had to plan that event about six times uh, and every time the government decided to change the rules, they were back to the drawing board. So it was great to finally get everyone back together and what better time when we're about to kick off pre-season. So why don't we just do a quick run through team by team of the award winners from the day. Uh, the senior men's, first of all, Sammy Michael got the BNF, Matty Fewing's runner-up, Ryan Lavery, big favourite of the podcast, coming in third. And then the Weird. team awards go into Brad Kovac, Jack Sullivan and Nick Peck. Big it's Jack Sullivan. Talk me through that haircut, Sammy. Yeah. One of the, one of the like larger a, mullets. It's, it's, he's going it right out. I hope, he, I hope he goes sort of halfway down the back for the season or something like that. So you actually get a bit of flow, a bit of wind flow. Um, that'll be nice. He's shaved the side, so that was good. Yeah. I noticed Pecky wasn't there on the weekend, probably doing a triathlon or something. Yeah, maybe the, the weather was good. Maybe the surf. Yeah, surf. Okay, well. hat on. Interestingly, um, something we didn't get to talk about, just how much in vogue the bucket hats become in AFL pre-seasons. And I know Langdon for Melbourne was wearing one in the lead up to the granny, we were we were talking about Tom Riley and Nick Peck doing that twelve months ago. So they were they were, they were ahead of the curve. Well, Pecky was the pioneer of the bucket hat. I remember he was wearing one about four or five pre-seasons ago. Um, and speaking of pioneering hats, you mentioned Jack Sullivan and the haircut. He is definitely the owner of the corduroy cap, and the haircut just increasingly suiting that sort of hair assistant, if that's what you can call a hat. <laughs> I don't think you can, but I'll go with it. Um, it just yeah, he's a real real eighties setup, Jack. I've heard I've heard he's got a I've heard he's got a contact online for his hats, and he and he won't he won't share it with anyone, um, <laughs> just so that he can, he can keep his hats original and, he, and he's not doubling up with any of his mates. That's that's true. Maybe maybe I know we've got Jooksy's kids. Maybe we need um, Sully's skull caps or something as, a, as the next <laughs> Instagram. I'll tell you what, if you, we talked about the team awards. If you, you could not get any further apart with haircuts between Jack Sullivan and Brad Kovac, now he's, a, he's a haircut you could set your watch to you yeah, know, in absolutely. the dark. It's just absolute consistent, short back and sides. And then you've got Sully just with the wild mane. And Fuey's starting to – he's always a, a short back and sides, but he's, he's moving over to more of a Sully-type setup. So watch this space. Yeah, well, he's um, – He's definitely getting into sort of a aging demographic, Fuey. So good luck to him. Uh, moving on to the senior women, we touched on Claudia Maguire, another BNF. Congratulations to her. Tiana Wirapuspito with the runner-up and Adele Curley, um, who I believe won the league BNF. Was that right? That's won right. Yeah. BNF. Yep. So get around her. She was third. And then the... Team awards, Steph Smith, Kayla Salvini, Aaron Bunter, and best finals player, Maddie Palo. Just that, that they were the, the girls were up and about on Sunday digs. Yeah, that a lot of them. I saw um, a lot of them. So what what time did the bowls kick off? About two. A lot of them went to the pub beforehand. So 
they um, set themselves up for a huge day, the girls. They're, they're quickly becoming a, the, the party party team of the club. I think the bottomless brunch was planned pre, pre-presentation. Uh, so it wasn't just your usual, you know, palmer in the pot just to line the stomach, but an actual bottomless brunch. Good on them. Yeah. They're definitely, you're right. They've taken the mantle off. It was always the 19s, but I reckon you're right. I reckon the girls are the party team at the moment. Uh, the Rezies, so Aiden Brand Oliver winning the BNF, Deng Andrew runner up. Um, we good to see him. Joel Wellsford in third, and then the three team awards: Ange Capello, Mitch Whiting, and Jeremy Wellsford. One big glaring omission there, Deeks. We had your home at round four. Where are you? I've been trying to tell you all season that I'll, I wouldn't <laughs> feature Stephen, and I was right, and you were wrong. But I'm saying. Yeah, like a bit humble to the game plan. That's the problem. If the boys are just <laughs> listen to what they were meant to do, channel it through digital costs. Mate, I was I couldn't move out in the ground. The shins the shins weren't weren't right. <laughs> it's a season to forget for me. We'll <laughs> move on to next year. But I, I know Aiden Brandola must have won by about I don't know how the voting system works, but he would have doubled second, I reckon. He was um he would have voted he was in the top three, top three best every game. Yeah, he's, he's, someone that's, he's ready to he's ready to go to that next level. I think he's played some good senior footy, played some outstanding reserves football. He, he's ready to pop. Let's hope so. Hopefully, he's in for a big preseason. The women's reserve. So Caitlin Wellsford won the BNF. Uh, Jessica Scrinyard's runner-up, and Cass Stevenson in third. With the team awards going to Yvette Harper, Emily Scrinyard, just taking home the family awards there. Um, and, and Thea Kalidis and Caitlin Wells for best finals player. Some great performances by some of our stars from um, season one of the Nodcast too, with you know with Claudia, Sammy Michael, Cass Stevens here as well. So we know how to pick them. Very true. Actually, that's a really good point. Um, under 19 Blues, Sean Wellsford won the BNF. A lot of Wellsfords featuring very heavily. That's every Wellsford at the club. Not a, not Steve Wellsford, I'm assuming Ooh. he's going to win, you know, Right he got most start. determined off one game, I think. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, Runner-up, best and fairest, Jack Caspers. Third, Mitch oh. McCarthy. And then the team awards, Lachlan Boyle, Zach Fisher. A couple of good Mazinod names there. And Hayden Boyce. Boyce, he's, he's, he's developing really nicely too from what I hear. Big raps on him. A big congratulations as well to the 19s Blues who were awarded the premiership for 2021. Oh. I think they, they call that the minor premiership, Steve. Well, whatever it is, they they won it. They were they were the best team. We'll, we'll, I don't know if we get any silverware, but we'll claim it. It counts. Well done, boys. Not probably the type of premiership you want to win, but counts in my book. The 19s Blacks. So, ooh, hang on. They've spelled Alexander Pileshi wrong. Um, best and no. fairest, Christopher Pond, who we called out, to be fair, all year as, as an absolute raging favourite. So he's home. Uh, runner up, Pondy's left us as well. Just, just yeah, disappointing. He's he's yeah. forgotten. Doesn't count anymore. No. Um, <laughs> so we'll just put a little asterisk next to that one. He's gone to Springy Districts, hasn't he? Yeah, he's telling me he's he's getting paid bulk cash. So um, what, one of my mates is the president at Springy Districts, and and another one of my mates is the head coach. And I had a couple of people from there reach out to me and go, "Oh, we've got this guy Chris Pond, and obviously we've talked about him all year on the Nodcast." What's he like? And I just said, never heard of him. Yeah, so good luck over there, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cooper Fisher was runner-up. Gianni Desenga, third best and fairest. And then the team awards, Julian Smith, Lachlan Roberts and Ryan McKenzie. Good return. Well done. There's a couple of guys that we've obviously spoke a bit about throughout the year, getting the just desserts. So great to see. Yep, absolutely. Thirds, we touched on, obviously, um, the BNF earlier, Rick Ruffalo runner-up and Nick Clavin's third. Um, most consistent, Joel Caffrey and the other two team awards, Jamie Satraro, Matt Giuliano. Great to see Jamie out on the track on Monday night. He's uh, obviously up and about after a, a um, nice award there in the after a pretty promising season. He was he was there night one. Great to see, looking, looking sharp as always. Absolutely. We did do, I think we were the only team that did it because we finished a bit earlier, but we did do our vote count leading, you know, other than the last three rounds. And um, going into the last, you know, whatever, three rounds to go, um, Rick and I were tied. So obviously that was a tight finish, but 
Jamie Satraro is right in the mix for third. So probably just missed out by a couple of votes. Obviously, big year for him. Looking to go one better. Very keen when you're when you're already up training with the seniors. So good on him. Looking forward to seeing. He was already a pretty good specimen to start with. Looking forward to seeing what condition he's in when the thirds boys go out for a beer this weekend. Interestingly, rocked up to train without a singlet, which was typical of Jamie in his heyday. So it's good to see he's got that confidence again. <laughs> Absolutely. The club awards. So the Women's Rising Star for 2021, Charlotte Skinner. Uncle Seymour would no doubt be very proud. Good to see her. She's come on over the course of the year. Yeah, great effort. She's really developing. She's been one of those. She was probably part of that first wave of young guns that came, maybe year two or three. The men's rising star, Mac Andrew. So very exciting for the young man. Big week for the Andrews. That was a that's a massive that's week. So obviously Ding in the runner-up reserves, BNF, our man, Mac winning, or our Mac winning the rising star. And then the, the, the younger brother, Mac Jr., um, winning Winning, winning, becoming winning. He's definitely a winner. He came uh, drafted pick five in the national draft of the Gold Coast Sun. So huge effort. And, and our boys, Deng and Mac, really blew up Instagram and AFL media. I noticed that. I noticed that. They were looking real fresh. Weren't they? they knew they were going to get a bit of bit of air time. So <laughs> they tagged along. Like and the, the scary thing about it, our Mac's 200 centimetres and he looked... He looked short in comparison to his brother in the photos that were doing the rounds on AFL.com. And talking to Mac on um, Sunday, he, he said that he was having a couple of beers with Gil McLaughlin down at the, the London Tavern after the, the draft and said he's pretty tall, but not as tall as him. Because <laughs> his observation. Uh, very good. The winning goal kickers, leading goal kickers for the women's, no surprises there. We pumped this up all season. Lara Del Conte, um, good effort too, considering I think she's kind of done it off the back of a couple of big bags. And the other guy who we pumped up his goal kicking prowess, Jackie Caspers, was the men's leading goal kicker. Well done to him. The couple of club awards for the year, we awarded two this year because we obviously didn't have a season or a presentation like last year, but still a lot of work went in. So Big shout out to the club person of 2020, which was Josh Webster. Um, and Webby obviously wasn't with us on Sunday. He um, jumped on board with a bunch of others who were doing a big run on uh-huh. in honour of um, Rocket McCarthy, who, who obviously passed away and raising money for Movember, which they ran 60 kilometres, a bunch of them. Tom Riley was involved in that. Absolutely absurd. And it was hot. Yeah, Josh Cowan as well did the 60Ks. A number of others did, you know, less distance. But amazing effort, and I think they've raised over eighteen thousand. So um, I'm, you can still donate if you if you um, if you want to, I believe. So I want to get out there and see it on the socials. Josh Cowan, former player of the club, ran the sixty k's too. So um, and from my my um, intel suggests that Ben Fibs um, wanted to get on board, ran the, wanted to run the first ten k's, ended up running forty one point eight. Um, just pulled the pin just a little bit before the marathon distance. 400 <laughs> metres before a marathon distance. What are you doing, Fibsy? He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do a marathon. He said he wanted to run as far as he wanted, and that was 41.8. That's good. Uh, that's, a great, that's a very good effort. We're spending great... a lot of time on people who don't play at the club tonight as well, which is um, apologies for that to the, the actual people that do. Um, the 2021 club person of the year was Don Barker, who, who does it all from bartending to tightening the purse strings to collecting the subs to keeping everyone honest to umpiring the thirds so good on Dom very well deserved and then the sports person of the year award Cass Stevenson Um, and we just touched on the Movember thing Cass obviously instrumental in Pride Round and getting that up and running which will be a permanent fixture so very well deserved award for her absolutely absolutely and writer of um, a weekly Weekly piece, Sammy. You 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 subscribe. Yeah, that's right. She did. She did. What did she call it? Steve O's specials or, or yeah, yeah Steve, right. I think it was yeah. Steve O's specials each week. So, um, yeah. She hopefully she keeps going on with that, and 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 we can get our hands on it. Good for the good, good for the Nodcast. Yeah. Well, um, if there's there. if there's one theme across the year, and I, I'm not going to go through all the. I oh, know I will because why not. 
But so obviously a few milestones. Um, I hit a 250, you hit a 200, Rob. Um, Nick Cluggins, 150. Sean Bamblett was 100. Franny Pelesci was 100, but somehow didn't get an award. So he was absolutely filthy yeah, from what I understand on Sunday night. Um, and Claudia Maguire was 50, which I'm sure some other people did too, but don't bother getting their names onto the spreadsheet because it's very clear there's a theme here. And if you come on the Nodcast, you pretty much guarantee yourself an award because we literally cleaned up about half of those with the people that have been guests with us over the course of the year. So talk about cleaning up. There was, I think, one of the, the great moments um, at the presentation night was the the auction, or sorry, the raffle that they put together. I'd never seen such um, excitement surrounding a, a raffle prize. So quite ingenious. They decided to raffle off um, alcohol that wasn't used during the season. First prize was 10 slabs, well, actually cubes. They were 30 can boxes. <laughs> so <laughs> unbelievable. And there was a, there was just like an energy in the room when the, the auction, sorry, the raffle occurred. And big name winning it, very surprising name winning it, but very apt name winning it. Shawnee Lovell won the Whoa, raffle back. Yeah. He's he hasn't been in the club, he hasn't been inside for three or four years. Would that be right? Three years, I reckon. Yeah, 2018. I reckon it was 2017, 2018. Uh, 2017. It's not, it's not more than three. Yeah, well, okay. Three so, seasons, anyway, but he's um, he's and this will probably come into our um, our next segment, but. Yeah, Shawnee Lovell back at the club at the presentation day. It was great to see him. And then, and that just made me think 10 slabs, never been auctioned before. Big recruit back to the club. <laughs> has, has a little of a preference for the green big ones. Um, and I've never seen a box of 30 at the club either. And the fact that we had just happened to have 10 there, I'm putting Are one you suggesting? Are you suggesting that Don Barker was the club person of the year for another reason as well? He's just found a way to just lure well, recruits back by rigging the raffle. Possibly, but Don would be maybe the one that wouldn't like that type of manoeuvring going on. And, and Don wasn't there on Sunday. So I, I, I'm thinking that maybe Maddie's been um, thinking from left field and thought, how are we going to make sure that the Sean Lovell recruit is uh, done and dusted? We'll don't sure drag us down. Don't drag Masnod's name down, Robbie. We're probably one of the only clubs not doing the old under the table stuff. St. Kevin's have, have managed to recruit a couple of ex AFL players again. So I don't know how they're doing it. I can, maybe, it's just, I can, maybe it's just a beautiful, maybe it's just a beautiful. Yeah, there must be the culture yeah. down there. I'm, I'm and, sad to tell you, Robert, is because I know for a fact it was a very legitimate raffle. And I know this because Dills Tills made it his business to ensure it was the most above board of all time because he did not want his chance of winning with his one ticket, bought a single ticket when it was like <laughs> 20 tickets for 20 bucks and he bought one ticket. His single ticket was going to be equal chance in the draw and he stood there staring over the shoulder of everyone as the tickets were getting drawn because he, uh, yeah. he obviously wanted to have a big weekend and <laughs> was going to go for the million to one shot. And Needless to say, Jill Stills did not win a prize. It's funny you say that, Steve, because I was actually sceptical about that. Uh, me and Lockie McInery, uh had about 70 of the red, the red tickets um, bought out of the 100. And the first six prizes, not one red was pulled out of that box. <laughs> I was a bit – I was sceptical that our reds had made it in there because yeah. I, I did make a promise as well that if, if uh, I won the 10 slabs, I was going to have uh, everyone back over to our house. Kick off, so that didn't happen though. Yeah, well, I don't think they put the purples in there either because my tickets didn't get a sniff. Um, and and the yells of redraw did went pretty sort of unheard when unfortunately everyone was in the room. So anyway, good on good on um Shawnee Lovell, and it's great to have him back at the club. Um, which yeah. probably as you said, Rob, it's a nice segue into the Monday, which peculiarly timed to have a Sunday presentation day that goes all afternoon and all night and then back out of training on Monday, but pre-season's off and running and great turnout from what I hear. Yeah, great turnout. I reckon we had around 50 on the track. It was um, it was absolutely pinging around for 
late November. So um, yeah, some some new faces, some old faces, some returning faces. Great to see the the, the coaching panel returning after for another year. Um, first time I actually saw Peter Banfield's legs. He's he's a, he loves the skins and had the shorts on for the first time. I reckon. Sammy, did you notice that? I did notice. Well, I was I was more perplexed with the the upper half. I think he had a jumper <laughs> on, and then a, he had a hoodie on, and then a footy jumper over the top of that. And I'm thinking, mate, it's 38 degrees tonight. You gotta you gotta take some of that off. I was <laughs> just looking at him. He's known for his layering. He's a big fan and um, he, he does it well, but I was interested the skins didn't make it um, in the kit bag this week. Good to see Sugar back. Um, Brian Winton, of course. Good to see Tolsey back. And I, I know that Blake, um, our backline coach, um, who is who loves a VB um, for more reports, is actually... Yes. Um, do you want to talk about this? Of, it's not just the drinks, up. but the merch as well. Yeah, are you? Is this where you're going, Rob? Are you? Are you? Yeah, well, I, I hear there's a change of game plan afoot in the back line. Okay, no, that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say uh, he rocked up on Sunday with our NEVB apparel on. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. There's a change of game plan. He's, he's, oh, he's right. shifted what he's what his approach is. Nah, he was back yeah. on it though, on Monday night. <laughs> but he wasn't on. drinking VB either. Is that? He was wearing a cowboy hat. He hasn't sort of gone down the whole, you know, the the Simpsons where Homer buys Tom Landry's hat to sort of motivate his team. For any of the older listeners out there, I don't know. I, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Got a bit of a sense that he was going down that path. From the <laughs> He's really got the mark with our uh, average age of uh, twenty-two <laughs> listeners. Yeah, <laughs> might not be up to date for anyone else out there who used to like the Simpsons. There you go, cheeky one for you. And he was asking for a shout out to Steve, so he'll be happy with that. Um, that he's been brought up. Well, he could be a permanent fixture because he's um, he's 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 just getting himself very front and center down the club at the moment, which we like. I reckon the hat that from Monday was more more a Foster's ad hat. Remember the Foster's, the old Foster's ads? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, the Bushman sort of vibe. Yeah, drips down the side of the can sort of set up. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was good to see him. Um, Stevie B, he was back up and about. So obviously um, been on the golf course for most of the off-season and barracking the, the Bulldogs um, to the grand final. So he was he was good to see him. But also a couple of, couple of boom recruits. So Sammy Withers, um, he is awesome. a Mazenod old boy who is good mates with... Um, Shawnee Lovell, good mates with Liam, uh, Liam Sherlock, that is, good mates with yeah. Rafa um, and Fewings and Sal and, and a few of the uh, Aussie, that, that whole crew. So they've got him on board. He's, he's, his dad actually used to play with Peter Banfield for the Brisbane Bears back in the day. So a bit of a connection there as well. Um, he's And he's a great North Melbourne man, him, um, Sammy. So we're good to have him on board. That's... Um, almost triples our, um, <laughs> our North Melbourne supporters of the club. So me and Steve are up and about about that. He also, uh, we also saw Tommy McKenna making his way back to the club, Sammy. So obviously one of your close mates. Yeah. If you if you were blind, you, you would have known he was there. He, the whole of Glen Waverley could hear him, I reckon. <laughs> That's one thing he always does well, isn't it? He's just, just so loud on the training track. He's the one person yeah. that you can... You can really make absolutely. So, so is, is he back locked in? Yeah, locked. he's locked in. And he's, he's looking good. good. He's he's his jaws even more chiseled than it used to be after a bit of work done earlier in the year. And um, yeah, he's he's looking good, Tommy. He's so another he with a very predictable haircut, too, which I like. And also, most importantly, I'm really looking forward to the next installment of the Star Wars film series. Oh, yeah. His family's no doubt gonna make now he's back. Yeah, the return of the Jedi. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a return um, of the Tom. Yeah, so he was back. So premiership player, obviously, from 2016. Another premiership player wanted in the door, and he's not known for his preseasons either, and he's been away from the club for a number of years. Jacob Murdoch, um, people Ooh. remember him from kicking about probably 10 or 11 goals in our um, 2016 final series. So he's, um, as a 19-year-old back then, haven't seen a lot of him since, but good to see him on the track. And rumours are that, Maybe Jaden Hill might be 
coming back as well. So um, obviously that that's a group of mates with Aiden Noon. He was at training miraculously um, in the in the for, for November, and obviously Tubbsy, our man, looking he was he was looking real good on Sunday. Not quite there on Monday, but we expect to see him soon. So that that little quartet played obviously came through the college together, and yeah, I reckon looking to do some damage come next season. It's very exciting. Have you have you been out recruiting for the twos, Deeks? Because it sounds nah. like the ones have just added 50 players, so you've just found... Think, yeah, the twos are just going to get the overflow. Team. Genius. Yeah, the trickle-down effect. Yeah. I'm very excited. I, I'll be playing fifths next year, having heard that, and I've got no problems with that whatsoever. <laughs> we may have to add another team. It sounds like there's a lot of people. So. Could we, well, could there we, is. Could we get a fourth the, is that Is that ever happened? There's, there's some big... I think there's a big chance of it. Because down the other end of the club, Josh Kawaji's been out there and he's recruited about 50 blokes. So he's he we haven't talked about him a lot on the podcast, but he played thirds this year. Didn't have a lot of football in his background, more of a soccer guy, but just came down and had a good year. And he's he's just been running around the streets recruiting anyone he bumps into in a milk bar or works with or you know, meets at a barbecue or something. So he, the Mighty Ducks whistle out. Pretty much, yeah. If, if, if you've been monitoring the number of people on the Thirds Facebook group, it's exploded to about 190 because he literally, I, I'm the admin, so I've got to keep accepting all these people. That he adds 15 people a day. But it, it should be it should be a r- really good year for numbers, which is fantastic, particularly this early. So it would be very exciting if we did get another team. Yeah, that's Probably... <laughs> <laughs> it will be so. So probably gets us to just about the end. But there's one segment that we, we we can't skip over. And having been several months since our last episode, and and our last episode for the year, I'm sure we're all sitting on some dynamite. So we might just finish off with the weekly whispers. Um, Deeds, I've not seen you this excited since you found out you won the reverse raffle. So you've clearly got something. Do you want to kick us off? I've got, a, I've got a few. You want me to go with all three? I'm a bit nervous about one of them, though, because it, it, it tackles the senior coach. So I'm not I'm not yeah. sure if I want to go with that. What do you reckon? Maybe, maybe this you, is uh, journalistic integrity. We, we run with our stories. We won't be silenced yeah. by the man. Yeah, you don't want to have your, pam- your papers stamped in December. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I know. Especially with all the, the non-training I'm doing. Got to keep in the good books. No. Go, yeah. go I'll, go with it. I'll go with it. So... Um, so he, he's the first one. There's a there was a an Instagram post put out. Uh, this is just what I've been told. I haven't actually seen it with my own eyes, but there was an Instagram post or or Facebook post put put out by the AFL uh, a couple months ago at with it with one of the old AFL logos on it. Or um, and and it was like, what does this remind you of? And apparently, someone spotted PB has. Uh, has written has commented on it saying it reminds him of himself playing, <laughs> playing, the, playing AFL back in the day. So surely, surely, if that, surely, if you've got that on on your on your chest every night, you go to bed when you're wearing your old Brisbane Bears jumper. It's going to remind you of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, to be honest, I would be reminding everyone as well. So, <laughs> what platforms I, this? Is it not Facebook? Is it Instagram? I think. It must be Insta. it must be Instagram because he yeah he's not on Facebook at all yeah because so. I was going to say if he's created an account just to post this <laughs> thing about himself when he doesn't post to the team he, he uses Steve Bellick for that that would have been a, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Gus Paddy sleuthing about that that little tidbit I reckon that whisper I can't reveal my sources Rob as you know that's a, I keep that is pretty close to my chest I've got <laughs> another one for you this is a good one. Uh, I heard uh, so one of my old arch enemies at the club, Liam Sherlock. Um, yes, I heard this little piece of gold. Apparently, every every game of footy that he's played that's been videoed, he has gone through and cut up his own highlights, and yeah. he's adding them to a file. And he's got a he's got a movie of all his all his highlights. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so he apparently mentioned it to to someone uh, that he was showing his his grandma. Oh uh, yeah, all these highlights from the year. So Liam Shelberg, I like it. 
<laughs> do we do we rate that or not? I, I like it. I, I personally like it. Something that um, Fibsy used to do for us and Connell's before that was to cut our tape and um, send it on a YouTube link. So yeah, it just as a bit of a bit of bit of learning. Yeah, what, I'll, what I've never I've never heard it. about putting it into a, a feature yeah. length film. That's, that's it. <laughs> I'd love is, to hear the voiceover of the. Uh, is is she a single deeks? Very not, single, I think. Not for much. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I reckon there's a decent chance he starts dropping that into some DMs just on the dating apps, you know, hi, and just sends the link. Yeah. Highlights. Just lets it speak for itself. <laughs> well, I, he, he's, the, the, the closing sequence has to be that courageous mark he took against Ivanhoe. And it, and it fits the chronology of the season too. So all you need to do is cut that bit out. That was beautiful. I'm most interested to see whether any of Sam Deegan's highlights have snuck their way into the reel and he's just claiming <laughs> the body <that>. double. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many highlights, Steve. A couple of foils here and there. Either do I after the, apparently, according to the cheap shot I got from the president when I was getting my award on the weekend. He's... We don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't, yeah. played, haven't played in a videoed game for a couple of years, so I don't have to worry <laughs> about it either. My yeah, last... Yeah, yeah. My last one I've got though is um, it actually involves you, Steve. I've just been sent it about fifteen minutes ago. You're back, back playing cricket. Yeah, I am. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Pretty surprised you, you haven't told us how you went on the weekend, but you... oh no, just you know, rusty. Just getting rusty. getting back into it. I haven't picked up a bat in seven years, so not not expecting too much from myself. And and just a fifty not out retired. Oh. oh yeah, just yeah. Oh, well, you gotta um, you gotta you know, he's back into things. Can't can't expect too much myself. Fifty not out. What were you playing? You yeah, it was time? I was in the lower grades, in the lower grades, just first game back. I actually I got picked in a high grade round one. We got washed out, and then I got dropped. And I was <laughs> thinking, geez, seven years off. It's the extra week that got me knocked down an extra an extra team. But anyway, uh, it's good good to be back out there enjoying it. Who, who are you playing for? Forest Hill. Best, oh, best team in the Box Hill Reporter by a long way. So it's good, oh, in, good in to be back. That's, um, boys. And doing a bit of uh, recon work on Aaron Torn Henderson, a 2016 yeah, premiership definitely. star. Definitely. He's a bit of a package deal as well. There's a few others that hang around with him that can that go right on the footy field. So just working the inside man. I like that. I like that. What? So a little bit of a whisper for me. You know, a, a long drawn out saga of the of the season has been uh, the negotiations I've had with my counterpart in the the senior leadership group about some set of golf clubs. Um, there's a bit of <laughs> bit of toing and froing on price and and whatnot, and a little bit of a whisper. And I don't know if it's a whisper or just a blatant <laughs> fact, but we we closed the deal, um, and we, I was you know pretty pleased with what I got. Um, you know, they don't, they don't hit exactly straight, but, you know, they, they do the job. <laughs> but I, I was, um, you know, probably about 40 metres off the off the green after, you know, one shot. I was pretty happy and just looking to sort of chip one up and roll on and went to the bag and went to grab the pitching wedge and reached it out and it's only half a club there. <laughs> <laughs> He's given me a pitching wedge in two pieces. So <laughs> we're back to the drawing board. Back to the oh, negotiations right. and see yeah. what happens there. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Apparently, after doing a little bit of research, um, just before lockdown, he he bent it over his knee. Um, so <laughs> we'll see what did happens. You, did you head straight down to Dust Paddy and Narry North Osteo to talk to your lawyer? Yeah, so well, that's right. right. <laughs> yeah, so I got the double console, which I like to do when I'm down there, and uh, and that's that's interesting because that could be leading to a, another whisper as to why Butchies spends a lot of time down there as well. Might be getting um, dual services, but that's probably a um, conversation for another Nodcast. But, yeah, um, definitely looking into it. It um, wasn't part of the terms and conditions that we agreed to. So um, watch this space. I did, I did hear, actually, that, um, yeah, after you, you closed that deal, you went on a bit of a golf trip. Did you down to... Where was that? The, the Peninsula? Uh, St. Andrews, yeah. Played St. Andrews. Yeah. I've had a bit of feedback on your, on your round. How do you think you went first? <laughs> um, I would – so 
just to set the scene a little bit, it was myself, Nick Thomas, Reese Thomas, and Jimmy Egan. I knew that Nick and Jimmy were quite good golfers. They play regularly, you know, off about 12, I think. So 11, 12, they're really handy golfers. Knew that they would be, you know, um, really good. Reese is a good sportsman. So I was a little bit worried going in um, that he would be, you know, I'd be the fourth and, you know, holding everyone up. Pleasantly surprised by the third hole, um, the two Thomas boys weren't travelling too well and Jimmy and I were sitting pretty comfortably. So, you know, a little bit inconsistent, but hit some good shots. Um, but, yeah, probably not the worst on the day, which was secretly satisfying. Is that is that similar to your feedback, Sammy? Yeah, unfortunately, I did get similar feedback. I was hoping that <laughs> you were spraying them everywhere, to be honest, but... I heard, heard you You are impressed, not what people are expecting. So, <laughs> must be the it's new clubs. The new clubs. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not that hard a game, sorry. Golf's all mental, yeah. Oh, interestingly, just one little whisper while I've got you guys. Um, big father son tournament um, took place in Victoria over the weekend. And um, I know that our um, one of our club champions, Paul Deegan, stepping back from coaching this year to really concentrate on his golf and really excited to get into it and sees it as an opportunity to get closer with his son, Sam, and um, really excited on Sunday morning this week to, to go into the father-son um, state competition with <laughs> Sammy. And on the way there, he's, he's rolling up, he's, he's done his stretches, he's had his coffee, he's feeling good, fit of the tournament, and, and gets the call on the way in that Sammy's not coming. He's pulled the pin. He's uh, he's had a big Saturday <laughs> night and he's he's not interested. No, yeah, your mail's it's pretty close. Not not, <laughs> not quite correct. It was just our it was just our Keysborough course. Um, so oh, don't right. play it down. Keysborough no, wasn't stacked. Well, yeah, yeah, but right. that, I reckon there would only been about four or five five father sons. But yeah, I did I actually worked uh, on Saturday night down at um my cousin's pub in, in Beaconsfield and got home at from the cleanup and, you know, a couple of post beers at five five thirty and I had to wake up at seven fifteen. So just an hour, hour and a half sleep and then rolling straight into the the presentation day. I thought, nah, not for me today. I love it. You're sleep. you're moonlighting in the, the the bar game. I have been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a bartender shortage out in Beaconsfield at the moment. So me and Lockie McInerney has been, been helping out as well. So is that got anything to do with mandates you reckon out in Beaconsfield? What do you mean? Well, is there a shortage because the bartenders haven't got the vaccine? <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yes. That is, I think that a lot of them are waiting on their second one. Probably the vaccines haven't, haven't, it's, it's a long way out to Beaconsfield. Yeah. You would, so you well, need to airdrop them in. It's not yeah, sort of stuff you can get to by roads. No. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, they are. Wasn't aware of the Well, good to see you and clearly a bunch of patrons out supporting local business. That's always very important, particularly after another lockdown. Uh, any other whispers, boys, before we wrap it up? I've got nothing. Have you got anything, Steve? Have you, have you said yeah, you've gone, you've gone real quiet on the, the whisper front. Uh, I've got one, but it's it's not. It's, it wouldn't be a surprise to anyone who knows the person involved, but um, any followers of the club media will have seen that um, our dad, John Mann, has taken over the reins of the thirds or, or what might be one of the thirds teams this year, depending on where we end up with numbers. Um, and that was a pretty lengthy discussion, to be perfectly honest, because he, while very excited about coaching, loves his greyhounds on a Thursday night and didn't want to give up going to the track. So... Um, rumour has it that he has got an agreement with the Sandown Greyhound Club that the thirds can train on the middle of the Greyhound track in the grass during the meet, so he can do both. It's just pending approval from the Mazenod Committee. So don't apparently, I, I don't know if he's asked them yet or if, if they're, they're is there any, their heels on is it. There but, any, is there many fans of the dish lickers on the committee? Is he, has it been stacked? With, I don't uh, know if there's many on the committee. I can tell you there is a lot in the thirds. <laughs> our, our team will do a lot worse this year, both financially and in terms of the alcohol intake will increase significantly if everyone's there on Thursday night. We'll get much culture, for training. Team culture-wise, 
I um I, I threw it out there. We got a, like a group chat, and there was a lot of lot of genuine interest in this. So, uh, patent pending approval. It sounds like at the moment. So watch this space. Two dollar pots down there on a Thursday night as well, Steve. Genius. Genius yeah, well, by you guys. It's good. And again, supporting local business. Who who do you reckon in the thirds? If you if if uh, someone had to squeeze into one of the boxes and and take on the <laughs> <laughs> who would uh, who would give the best? Who would be paying the least amount of money? Who would be the shortest odds? Shortest yeah, odds, most likely. Yeah, so, f- firstly, about eighty percent of the guys could not fit in one of the boxes of the thirds. <laughs> so we're, we've got a short field to start with. Really, Ricky Ruffalo. After he's 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 he moves well. Um. Yeah. Who's the quickest? Short legs, though. Damien McLeod's got that sort of determination. Johnny Gartland's pretty quick. He's got a bit of pace. He, he yeah. doesn't play every week, but he's he's got he's he's probably the quickest. I reckon if you gave like if you gave what Steph if- Davis box one, no dog would get past him. He just <laughs> it'd be a slow race, but he just he'd lead he'd lead start to finish. Um, probably a couple in that boat. Yeah, I don't know. Johnny Gartland, my money be on. I reckon. Yeah. Okay, it's a good one. You you have to tell Dills Tills to avoid. Training, wouldn't you? Because potentially oh. he may come home with an empty wallet. Well, yeah, you'd and think impossible given the yeah. how full it is to start with. But yeah, you're right. Clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, look, thanks, boys. It's been a. It's good to see you. Good to be back on the the podcast chairs um, for the last time, and and finally to put a bit of closure to season 2021. So look forward to seeing you and everyone else out on the track. Thanks again. Have a good Christmas to everyone. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. 2022. Here we go again. Woo. <laughs> Please put that in there. <laughs> <laughs>